0: You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC.
1: What a and, mess. and now let's go to Iowa. Yep, we have uh, the chairman, the GOP chairman there in Iowa, Jeff Kaufman, is joining us now here on the Cats and Cosby show. And Jeff, thank you so much for being with us. Um, how is Iowa looking? Because all eyes, of course, you've got the big caucus, which is, I think, one of the greatest uh, demonstrations of democracy in the world. And it's going to be coming up uh, in less than a month.
2: Absolutely. I mean, we are just, it's just enthusiasm of candidates everywhere. We got media everywhere. It's, uh, it, people are just, the crowds are, are, are just bulging. Uh, even among our candidates, to be honest with you, even among the candidates that are, you know, below 5%, we got them traipsing all over the, all over the state. It's just, a it's a wonderfully electrifying environment that we're in now. And you're exactly right. This is the ultimate in grassroots democracy out here. It's just, I, couldn't be a better place in the world right now than Iowa, in my opinion.
1: And Jeff, explain also, obviously it's coming up soon. The date is right around the corner. And how Iowa works. I've had the pleasure. I've been there for a number of caucuses through the years. Um, I love it because it's real Americana. It's like you see, it's grassroots. You see them going from different caucus sites. They have to be there in person. Explain why it really is such a special thing in American democracy. Absolutely. January 15th. Uh, is caucus
2: is caucus day and then in the evening is when we all gather and here's what's really special uh, by anybody's definition of transparent elections the Iowa caucuses leads the absolute way the votes are counted in front of the actual precinct people that just voted the votes are counted there the votes are reported in front of uh, the crowd or the, the group that actually uh, cast their votes uh, there could can be candidates uh, and representatives of candidates in the room watching that vote. And actually, if you're there for long enough and, and a lot of these caucuses will last a little while, you can actually see on the app what we're reporting to the media and the rest of the world. You can actually see that while you're still in the room. So you can't find a place that's any more transparent, any more open and free than Iowa. Most of the candidates send a surrogate to talk to the group. I always tell people it's like a primary with a whole lot of debate and back and forth. It's the ultimate for Republican politics. And uh, every single result we have, that's the other thing I want to say, every single thing that we do there is auditable. Um, there's just, it's its transparency, it's grassroots democracy at its absolute finest. It all happens on January 15th out here. Uh, Chairman Thompson?
0: Yeah, I was I was there for McCain uh, way back in the, the two thousand and eight, uh, and they apparently they cluster together depending upon who they are for, and then people negotiate, isn't that? And they can move from one group to the other depending upon negotiation. So if a, a minor candidate uh, will can make a deal as to whether they go with uh, one of the two major candidates or whatever, how does that work?
2: That's in the, the Democratic caucus, I believe, still uh, works that way. We actually, the, the Republicans actually do not physically move to different corners of the room anymore. Everybody comes into the room. We have such huge crowds now. I mean, we, we've got, we have situations, we have caucuses with uh, two, three thousand, four hundred people in, in those caucuses. So, I mean, it, I'm sorry, two, three hundred, four hundred people in those caucuses. And so everybody sits. And then the candidates have an opportunity; it's usually a surrogate, to address the particular group. And then at the end, they'll either fill out a ballot or they'll write down the name. And then that's where the actual counting occurs in front of everyone. But every candidate has the ability to talk. We have a total of one thousand six hundred and fifty-seven caucus sites, and we'll have over. I mean, and each one of them has a precinct chair. Each one of them reports separately. Each one of them counts separately. Uh, it's. I mean, it's, it truly is grassroots democracy at its finest. And again, I can't emphasize enough to all of you out there: every single thing we do that evening uh, is is all it's all open to a uh, to auditing. It's all open and transparent. In fact, the media and the world see those results literally less than a minute after we actually see those results. It's, it's pretty amazing. It is.
1: Now explain the difference between that and also a primary, too, for, for people, because obviously New Hampshire is right after that, and that's a primary.
2: Absolutely. So out of the four, as, as a preface to that, uh, there's, there's four what we call carve-out states, states that kick off the process. Iowa and now Nevada, the Nevada Republicans have gone back to a caucus. Iowa's always been a caucus. And then there's a primary in New Hampshire. And then following that, there's a primary in South Carolina. A primary feels just like going to a general election. Mm-hmm. Uh, you walk in, you know, you make sure that you're registered to vote. Uh, hopefully, in most states, they're showing an ID, but uh, just like you have to show an ID in, in the Iowa caucuses. And then you vote, and then you leave. A caucus uh, is, is actually multifaceted. Not only do you have the back and forth and each of the candidates or their surrogates, addressing the group after we're done with the presidential preference vote and those are all reported out then we do our party business where we elect uh, we start working on our platform because our platform that ends up is not handed down to us it's something that's generated through our caucuses then to our uh, county committees then to district conventions then to our state conventions and then we'll also elect our party leaders so it's a wonderful exercise for our Republican Party out here at the same time as the presidential preference vote. And,
0: Chairman Kaufman,
2: you're right in the middle of it. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's wonderful. I feel like I'm on, on, the, on the front of a spaceship heading to Mars.
1: The <laughs> oh, wow. That's pretty good. That's a good analogy. Uh, also, talk about the history of... Who gets picked in Iowa? Um, and also surprises because you look at some of the polls. Um, I'm looking at a, a new one here. I mean, there's a lot of them out here, but this one obviously handily has Trump ahead. Uh, and then you got DeSantis and Nikki Haley, uh, they look very close in, in, one and two. Um, how important is, is that first place? And also in this case, how important is that second place?
2: Absolutely. Well, they, so ultimately, uh, the, the Iowa, Iowa as a state we we're not supposed to pick the next president 43% of the time the winner of the Iowa caucus has gone on to become the GOP nominee so over half of the time the winner of the Iowa caucus is not the nominee we're supposed to winnow the field we're supposed to put forth an, a, a playing field of which everybody can kick the tires as we say out here and that's kind of what that, that's our mission for what we do for the rest of the Republican party um, you know, in terms of, of of winners and losers, what we're talking about coming out of Iowa, since forty three percent of the time we pick the next president, fifty seven percent of the time we would do not. The, what's important is what we say is tickets out of Iowa. Clearly, whoever gets first is uh, has a major ticket out of Iowa. The most, the largest margin of victory in Iowa caucus history has been twelve percent. So clearly, uh, uh, Donald Trump is got his eye on that and wanting to, that, that's one of, I know one of his personal goals to, is to beat that particular record. But there are other ways to gain momentum out of, Iowa. we have a, I mean, a knockdown dragout out here, uh, between the people that are currently second and third. And I'm not saying this thing is over or anything like that. But right now, in terms of their place in the poll, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, I mean, it's, it's a vigorous, vigorous, uh, effort on television on social media on radio and then there's always the opportunity that uh, one of these candidates that's that's uh, you know even in single digits um out here if they, if they speak for a, per, a person that's uh, polling at one percent and then they end up getting six percent they may not end up getting the nomination but they are certainly establishing a name for themselves and you know many of these folks participate in two or three caucuses it's a multi-decade uh uh process for some of these individuals to ultimately get the name recognition and end up being the nominee.
0: Yeah, if I recall, right, uh, uh, in uh, 1984, Gary Hart got 17%, the others dropped out and then he won New Hampshire and it became a real race.
1: Was that before or after yeah. Monkey Business? <laughs>
0: that, that, that monkey Business was next because he I came think... in, in second and Mondale lost of course. So first Iowa so, then Monkey Business. And, and that 88 was Monkey Business. This was no Monkey Business, not in Iowa. No Monkey Business. have no boats like that in Iowa.
1: Let's take a break now. Jeff Kaufman, thank you so much for being thank here. You, Jeff. How exciting. We are jealous. Uh, the rocket ship there in Iowa. Thank you so much, Chairman.
2: You bet. Feel free to give me a call before caucuses. I'll be oh, happy to talk with all you folks again.
1: We would love that. Thank you so much. Count on it. And we're jealous of you to be right there on the hot seat. Such an important place. And we love Iowa. Thank you very, very much.
2: Ohio, ready for some
0: quick mental health facts? Let's go.